Um, hi, good afternoon, everybody. As promised, the year is your third guest lecture for this class for the second half of the semester. I hope you have you've had a great week. And uh, uh, just as a reminder, if you haven't submitted your midterm paper, please have that in by the uh, by the end of tonight. Um, it's going to be easier for me to grade all of that over the weekend, and then I can have that back to you as soon as possible. Um, the other thing is that your activity is due tonight as well. I had opened it back on Monday, so I hope that you've finished it, that you've commented on, other on the other person's um, response as well. Make sure that all of that is done. And if you have any questions, as always, any, about any of those two things, please let me know and um, start focusing on your final, final projects, the, the bigger things that you're trying to do. So... I want to begin today by introducing Ms. Shreya Katuri. Hi, Shreya. Hi, Tarishi. Hi. Okay, so uh, just as an introduction, Shreya was with me in my undergrad, and uh, she then did her master's from Emerson College in Boston. And uh, she has since been work, uh, working in the industry. She's currently working for LinkedIn and um, is, has been really, really good with personal branding. I've been following her personal page, Art on a Box, for a very long time now. Um, I will let Shreya introduce the rest of it. Shreya, please. Yeah. Thanks, Arishi, and hi to everyone else, I guess. Um, um, and also thanks for that lovely introduction. Um, I, you got it right. I mean, I did my undergrad uh, with Arishi in journalism honors. And post that, I did my master's at Emerson College, where I, um, you know, specialized in digital marketing. Um, post that, I also worked with a robotics company, handled marketing and communications. And currently, I'm working with LinkedIn, uh, where I more or less deal with, you know, digital ad sales and online advertising and digital marketing. So it's a bunch of concepts. But I've more or less uh, been you know, related, uh, sorry, I've more or less involved myself in the field of marketing, communications, and strategy. So, as I said, um, do you want to talk? So, I mean, I'm going to straight up go into it, and I'm going to start with, uh, tell me a little bit about Art on a Box, and how did you decide on this specific subject idea of, you know, Art on a Box? Sure. Uh, so this is like one of my favorite stories. Um, and as you know, in the third year of our undergrad, we were required to submit a dissertation. Um, I was very sure that I wanted to work and research on a subject which is very visually heavy. Um, and I just one day randomly came across, um, you know, a matchbox. And I started to think about it. Um, and the symbolism behind each and every um, icon or you know like a symbol that appears on each and every box uh, we did undertake an elective called media and cultural studies so i decided to study match boxes through a sociological lens um, so art in a box you know uh, essentially in terms of like inception um, started off from a dissertation that we actually had to submit during our undergrad years uh, post that, I basically decided to take it online and created an Instagram account of it, um, Instagram account on it, and I realized that the Instagram community was actually being very receptive towards it. Um, if you actually ask me about why I decided to pursue it, it's because I 
knew and I understood that um, there is a very prevalent and a very active, you know, super active community of illustrators, graphic designers, and just like design enthusiasts in general on the platform. And it just kept growing year on year. Um, and um, I'm planning to expand it. Um, so that's more or less the story behind Art in a Box. Right. So um, I know you, that you said that it did start as something, you know, that you uh, study, that you did for your dissertation. So what, um, so obviously it started off as something from your dissertation, but did you always think about it as a personal branding project? And if not, then how did it start taking shape into a personal branding project? Right. Um, so again, like you said, it was just a random project that I decided um, I'll pursue on Instagram. That was also when Instagram, you know, we started becoming active on Instagram and I was like, I have to make use of these six to seven months that I've spent on researching matchboxes. Um, I took it onto Instagram and um, what I eventually realized was that every time I went for you know, an internship interview, or I was probably, uh, you know, going job hunting, I actually realized that people were taking a keen interest in what this project is all about. And to an extent that one of my most favorite internships, like the people over there, actually told me uh, right after my internship ended that one of the reasons that we actually decided to, you know, take you as an intern was because um, what really attracted us towards your profile was the fact that you started a project all by yourself and you are still continuing to, you know, uh, build on it. So, um, and that was definitely a pattern that I was noticing when I was jumping from internship to internship. Uh, obviously, we also do have to keep in mind that my background has been very social media heavy and content heavy. But, um, and I noticed that happening and I was like, you know, this is a good idea. Like I could, I, I am, I should leverage this. And I started leveraging um, this. Um, but, you know, since we are talking more or less about uh, personal branding, I do want to digress over here um, and give you a bit of a holistic picture about what personal branding meant to me, especially at that time. Um, um, you know, I basically uh, built a website, like an online portfolio, which basically housed um, you know, works of, uh, you know, like all my work, all the articles that I've published, uh, all the online, like all the social media stuff that I've done. Uh, the website basically had social media related articles, it had blog content, and it also had art in a box as a separate project. So my advice for people who are actually interested in personal branding would be, you know, to have that one um, website or to have that one uh, online portfolio where people can actually access that profile. But apart from it, obviously coming back to what we were discussing, Artnabox has been my major chunk. Like it's basically helped me in, you know, it's probably, it takes 75% of the credit because that clearly has been the highlight. But whenever you are looking to personally, like, you know, brand yourself online, make sure you give like a holistic picture uh, of how you want to portray yourself online. And I think that's a very good uh, point that you bring up because uh, not everybody is, I mean, a lot of my students here are obviously 
uh, into social media uh, advertising and marketing and not everybody is looking into personal branding as like the only thing so even if you are personal branding you that can be a big part of who you are when you market yourself unless you want to become an influencer i guess um but that that would really as you just said would help their uh, professional portfolio and also the other thing that i really like about uh, art on a box uh, as a project is that a lot of things that we do in undergrad kind of just get pushed to the back uh, to the back right like oh we did this in one of these classes and we're never going to take a note of it again or we're never going to think about it again but you actually one of the things that you spent so much time and i remember how we collected matchboxes with you you know we'd be walking on the street and just like kind of find it uh so to to bring that and make it actually important uh, and not just let it remain an undergrad project is really really great uh and so from that once you started um you know started working on this did you change strategically like how you, how you would operate the uh, this um how you would operate this account did you uh, kind of start off as a more um how how would i say an amateur uh, so, uh personal brander and then kind of change strategies as the brand itself grew oh uh, definitely i started the account in october 2015 mm-hmm. um so definitely you know there have been so many changes in me just trying to create content um, also like you know uh, mm-hmm. i laugh it off usually but there have been so many embarrassing posts that i've made like if you actually scroll down to the bottom you'll see um, matchboxes placed against like horrible backgrounds uh, <laughs> with horrible fonts um and there wasn't like a sense of aesthetic that i was following um you know so it was all very mixed but i learned a lot uh, from you know 2014 till now and instagram just take the platform in itself it's the way the platform has expanded over the last few years is also crazy it's remarkable um in terms of content definitely i've stuck to like you know similar themes or backgrounds um i started off by making probably taking a matchbox and placing it against a white background but i also eventually realized that people are enjoying posts wherein i take a matchbox and place it against a wall with graffiti on it or probably say suppose i'm traveling and i go to the beach and i put the matchbox right in front of you know the ocean right. um you know or like in front of a lighthouse you know things like that uh, right. so i do or you know even in front of landmarks so that is the kind of content that i usually like to post um right now like currently uh, but um apart from this content you know like i've done so many collaborations and it's been so rewarding um like you know uh, collaborated with graphic designers and there's been such lovely work that's come out of it it's been exhibited at festivals in india new york london and i never even imagined that something like this could you know happen out of an instagram account uh, i also tried getting into merchandise uh, that didn't work out in my favor but i'd be happy to get into that in detail probably later and uh, i'm currently looking at making an online website um, i am hoping to execute on it and get done by it in probably the next two or three months but right. um i think more or less the goal for me has you know only broadened um you know in the past 4 to 5 years and i want to make sure these matchboxes have like you know an online archive uh, or they have like a portal where people can actually 
probably in four to five years or even right now go back to the website and you know have a look at how design has changed how communication has changed i have a bunch of vintage labels i have a bunch of vintage matchboxes and i have contemporary uh you know the matchboxes so and no one really um you know understands their relevance and i actively have requests coming in from designers asking me right. to send them zoomed in versions of it so i was uh, like why not make a website of it so that's currently my plan but yeah it's gone through like a variety of uh, changes so what were your experiences with uh, so obviously instagram is a very very visual platform that's what it thrives on and and i again you say that when you started it off you uh, right now you think that those posts are embarrassing but i remember looking at them and i was like oh my god that is so artistic and mm-hmm. so aesthetic and i would never be able to do it, do that and even even right now i still think the same so from a lay person's perspective you were still doing really well but thank you did you did you think that uh, you said that you think thought of shifting to twitter tumblr and facebook what experiences uh, did that have for you and because i i know that right now you are primarily on instagram so why not these other platforms uh right so i do have an account on twitter actually i i have made accounts on twitter tumblr and facebook right. um to be quite honest i did tweet on and off initially uh but i just realized you know i mean if we talk about content creation and how you're actually supposed to create content specifically for each and every platform i personally feel like i've um and like i failed over there especially with artmebox i'm super active on these platforms personally but right. it takes a lot for a person to create content um you know for two different brands simultaneously especially when it's not a full time job uh for twitter i realized that i couldn't tweet as often uh from probably like a perspective which you know discusses art and you know culture and society and all that mm-hmm. uh in terms of tumblr i did have uh, plans initially of blogging but again time i just couldn't make time for it for facebook uh, honestly what works out for me is that i integrate my instagram post with the facebook page okay. and yeah. i do see a lot of activity on facebook uh, now if you ask me um i would personally want to make like lengthier and more informative posts on facebook but i don't have the time for it but despite that like i always get a lot of engagement on facebook but from all but right. yeah so um so it's been a mixed set of experiences uh but from what i've realized is you know all these experiences that i need to like tailor content for each and every platform um and i only focus on instagram because that's what works in my favor especially for my brand right now right. right no and that's perfectly fine and i think there's something that we have previously talked about about how every content needs uh, all all platforms need a very specific kind of content uh, and and it's also perfectly all right to capitalize on one platform you your audience is there you know as you talked about graphic designers or um or any designer kind of reaching out to you and asking for asking for like a zoomed in image of it that's where mm-hmm. your audience is if you choose to um sell merchandise that's that's going to be one of the best ways to reach out to people because just the way that instagram right. is kind of handled this the way just the way that platform is so um and this is for the students as well i mean if you just want to capitalize on one particular platform because that's what your brand's mission or uh, personality or that's how your personality is that is also exactly. completely 
good. It's, it's a very good idea because you're not constantly distracted, distracting yourself by going onto other platforms and you are able to really capitalize on this one thing that you are doing. So I would say that's a fantastic idea. And if you ever have merchandise, I'm obviously willing to get it. So, yeah. um, so also, uh, so you just said you also talked about, um, uh, about how it aided your professional life in terms of wherever you went to get an internship, they would focus on your project. What are some of the, um, what are some of the other ways that it has added value to your professional life? Yeah, uh, definitely. I feel like this has been the biggest boon for me. I mean, as narcissistic as I sound right now, but you know, it's always worked in my favor. Right. Um, yeah, I think the first association for me is, you know, me actually landing that internship. And my mentors actually telling me that, you know, the reason what by the uh, took you in or we decided to have you over here was because um, Atnabox, you know, was like a great like it was like a plus point mm -hmm. uh but apart from that even in like a present day scenario um you know it, so i'm actually taking this course right now like an online course just on content marketing right. um and uh whenever I mean, you know, whenever I'm actually like reading through the lectures, I just feel like there's so much uh, that, you know, is relatable to me, not only uh, during my time, you know, when I'm actually talking to my clients at LinkedIn, I mean, obviously, I'm picking out concepts and trying to relate them with my day to day, right. day life. But um, it's also me, actually, because Artbox for me is like a baby. I've seen it growing from like, uh, zero followers to like 4,000 followers. Right. So it just helps me learn so much about content in general, about how I should create it, how mm -hmm. I should like strategize for it. Um, apart from that, um, it's just that like having this project, I mean, I do refer to it as my baby. Um, it's very interesting because, you know, it gives me that perspective uh, wherein when I'm talking to my clients in my professional life, uh, yeah. just to give a bit more of a context, I know I didn't uh, stress on this, but my job at LinkedIn basically entails me uh, talking to clients based out of Singapore, Australia, and New Zealand. And right. in the past, I've also worked with like Indian-based clients. So it's basically me working with clients across different cultures and, you know, addressing their marketing needs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you do have to take into account what, what is working in each and every region or territory. And having a personal branding project like Artner Box has made me like literally go into the depths of each and every problem. So, you know, there's like the certain level of dedication that you have in you and you do want to take it forward uh, in your professional life also. So it's basically, you know, one work inspiring or probably acting as a fuel for uh, my professional life. So it's like personal you know, branding project helping me in my professional life, which is, I think, great. Um, right. And um, it's not just like, you know, the things that I discussed right now, but right. I've gained like multiple networking opportunities through it. Like, um, that I, I'm not sure, but this was like during my grad school days in Emerson. Um, and I don't know if this app still exists, uh, yeah. but it's called Shaper. Uh, Shaper or something on those lines. It's basically like a very, uh, you know, again, it's like a networking based app, but it's a lot more, you know, casual. And I remember writing about Box over there and like people actually like reaching out to me saying that, hey, you know, you have like a great mix of, you know, tech and then art and then content, etc, mm -hmm. etc. And I just connected with so many people through that. Uh -huh. um, 
and apart from that like i told you just like collaborating with like graphic designers and and you know even like i've made so many friends through it like the photographers or like chefs or like coders so it's made me connect with like so many individuals and like right. exposed me to so many perspectives that it's just been enriching for me like overall that's 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 a really nice thing no of course um because again started off something that you didn't know what it would become and then it has become professionally rewarding personally rewarding i'm sure uh, as well so you just kind of see yourself doing something that's completely uh, your own thing so um keeping all of this in mind do you see this as becoming your sole project in life at some point so this is a question that i've been battling with since the past 4 to 5 years okay. uh, and i've had so many mentors like i'm a very strong believer of having a mentor so right. and i'm very obsessive about it so even if someone doesn't allot me a member i just feel like i need to connect with someone and you know i i'm just like uh, i i need to find a mentor like i feel like that's very crucial right. uh, but yeah and because of this i've just like had several ideas about it becoming a solo project or not uh, but keep having you know said that like uh, i've always believed in the idea of having two careers uh, i'm still trying to understand how that thought plays out in my head where in probably one project like sorry one career can have you know like a 50, probably like a 40% focus on it and the other pro- and sorry and the other career can have like 60% focus on it in right. fact i came across this article on harvard business review right. uh, you might have access to it um, i can actually oh yeah it's titled why you should have at least two careers you okay. can probably google that up um, right. so i've actually taken a print out of it fun fact but like i've taken a print out of it and stuck it like on my bulletin board uh, in my bedroom uh, right. because the thought of it really excites me and like i said i feel one's like very creatively enriching and the other is very like you know probably right. for me like targets focus like it's sales focus so i feel like i need like personally i just feel like my right brain and my left brain have to like constantly keep function like 50s to 50 right. uh, so um yeah and that's why i just feel like um it might become a solo project in the future uh-huh. but just something that i want to like stress on um my first manager uh, who is actually very young uh-huh. she's she actually told me she knew about you know how passionate i am about art in a box and i just feel like i should tell this because like i just felt like it was really helpful advice right. she always told me not to put all my resources into like you know right one project especially at the start of your career right. uh, you know work at uh, okay this this is going to sound very selfish but i've realized the importance of it when i started working actually you know right. um, start working um, at like you know find yourself another interest or like get yourself a job explore as many concepts as possible there and simultaneously work on your project because right. like after box for me is something um you know is something very fresh to be quite honest it's just like 3 years or 4 years old right. and right now uh like you know personally speaking i just feel like in these 2 years that i've been with linkedin i've learned so much about content about sales about strategy right. uh if i put all my resources in after box 2 years back 
there's like a 99% chance that it would have failed. Uh, so always make sure not to put all your resources into one project, especially in the first few years of your life. Right. And um, yeah, in terms of my current perspective, where I am at right now, I'm being very flexible about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just focusing on building the website. Let's see how that goes. And I'm really enjoying my job right now. Right. Uh, so yeah, taking knowledge from one area and like fueling it into another area. And that's, I mean, a tale as old as time. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. I mean, this right. is, this goes for any career or any path that anyone chooses to go. So I have uh, two final questions for you. Now, first of all, um, how do you go about it? How do you decide what you're going to post? What's, or how do you kind of manage your outreach? How, basically, how you execute your, uh, your Instagram account? Uh, so I'm honestly, um, you know, I think you had discussions about, uh, you know, having social media calendars, etc, etc. Yeah. There was also a time when I actually worked with agencies and it is a very uh, common practice in agencies as well as in any corporates to build a social media content calendar. Uh, right. And, you know, since I saw that happening, I tried to actually put in the same concept in our box also, like prepare at least weekly content calendars, uh, if not monthly, and um, honestly, I couldn't execute on it. Um, and I thought it was very boring for me to try it on our box. Uh, it's not my cup of tea. Okay. Um, and what I've realized is I like being a lot more candid on our box. Like say, suppose a news broke out, right. um, you know, and it's something, uh, how should I say, like, you know, it probably gives, like you know uh there is like social inequality happening or probably um you know there's something that i want to like um discuss about society in general yeah so i used to what i'm getting to is basically seasonal content i felt like that worked a lot more better on art in a box uh you know posts wherein i was candid i was actually commenting about what's wrong in the society apart from that i also realized that say suppose you know i go to a different city and i get different backgrounds and matchboxes for them that was the kind of content that was working for me more than probably me putting a matchbox against like a plain white background and just discussing the imagery on it so i like so, and that's the reason why I find like candid content is what works for this account more than me actually making a content calendar. Right. Okay. That That's fair. That That's how, like, I mean, it works differently for different accounts and right. uh, maybe, yeah, something like that doesn't work for everybody. So finally, and for anybody who like, wants to go into this, um, into this profession or into this area, what is the importance of personal branding for, for people, for social media, for especially for a marketing and an advertising professional? Uh, yeah, I can't stress on it enough, to be quite honest. In fact, I was just talking to a friend, uh, you know, and she was so pro personal branding because right. she's never been pro it because I know people who are very hesitant about you know uh, right. putting themselves up online and it's completely understandable uh, because I wasn't very pro it I just felt like it's very narcissistic but trust me that's what people want um, and you know honestly like everyone loves a good story I yeah. can assure you this after like having I mean I don't have like 15 or 20 years of work experience but right. from what I've seen uh, everyone loves a good story and we're all made of stories at the end of the day we always have stories to share you know um and this is um, 
some that I don't know where I picked this up from. I think it was undergrad or whether it was masters, but right. it's just like sticky information in my head. And this might be very uninformed, but um, the key to basically selling a story or any product right. is brand differentiation. Right. I mean, there are right. going to be like professors and people who are like, no, it's market research. No, it's, you know, creative copy. Right. But, um, and I just like always work by the whole idea that it is brand differentiation. Um, and I can't stress enough on how important it is on in today's day and age. Um, and you know, like just keep put yourself in, um, I mean, just like imagine, like when you need to look up a person, you basically search up a person on Instagram or Facebook or just Google search. And, um, you know, this is exactly what recruiters also do because honestly, no one has the time to go through piles and piles of like papers anymore. Yeah. Uh, you can for sure probably get creative and send them, you know, uh, your resume um, or like your CVs and like a pizza box or like a donut box. You know, we've all heard those right. stories, right? Have been yeah. successful. Uh, you can also do that, but it's literally just one hyperlink. And um, I think, again, this is the same manager who gave me advice, but at least in the first few years of you know, your professional life, till at least you're like 30 or like 35, invest in yourself. Uh, one hyperlink is probably going to cost you like $40. Right. Uh, consider that as an investment for yourself. Because I remember when I made that website, I was just like, okay, here is a hyperlink, which has a link to my personal project. It has a link to all the market research projects that I've done. It has a link to all the social media content copy that mm -hmm. I've developed at various agencies and everything, literally. Right. Um, and it's just one investment. And once I had that in place, right. uh, I mean, you know, there's like no other stress in my head because I know if anyone wants to look me up, that's the first result that's going to pop up on Google. Right. So it's better than my Facebook and it's better than my profile. So why not? No, that's actually very fantastic. I think it's really good advice. Um, I know a lot of my students uh, who are listening to you right now, they do want to uh, get into hardcore uh, social media, digital uh, marketing and advertising. So having a second portfolio, having something else that's going for them is definitely going to be really, really helpful. And I know some of them have actually already started, but they are doing projects and not essentially personal branding themselves. So I'm uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm curious to see what, what they could uh, kind of take away from this. Thank you so much, Shreya. That was great insight. And it's always helpful to get uh, information from somebody who's already practicing things because, I mean, of course, books can tell you a lot of information. Uh, but unless you see somebody practically doing it, uh, that that information doesn't really get absorbed. So that was like my main reason to talk to you and to have my students listen to you was this that they should have the have it basically straight from the horse's mouth. So here we are. Um, on behalf of everybody, once again, thank you so much. And uh, uh, to everybody else, uh, um, if you have any questions about this, if you have any questions about for her, please let me know. I'll I'll be happy to send those questions to Shreya and she'll be happy to answer them for you. And uh, thank you for listening in. Bye, Shreya. Thanks no. again. Yeah, no problem. Bye. See you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right.